Do you know what your woke rating is? And what does ESG and DEI have to do with Bible prophecy? And we're going to look at BlackRock CEO Larry Fink and what he said on forcing you to comply with the world government and WEF agenda. All of this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to take a look and see what BlackRock CEO had to say about forced behavior. We think you're going to be blown away by this clip. But before we get into all that, Doug, uh, today is D-Day. It is D-Day. It's also still Pride Month, which is what the world is focusing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, or was it last week? Yeah, we talked. It was June first on Thursday, right? And uh, we talked about Pride Month then, and um, it was interesting. There was a lot of these companies that had the Pride Month logo, mm-hmm. the Pride logo rather, and um, the next day they just switched it off. What, what's up with that? <laughs> well, I guess you know people are uh, they're fighting back against that, and these, some of these companies are saying, "Hey, we don't want to lose billions of dollars like Anheuser Busch has," and so. You know, I guess they're backing off. I let me just say this too at the beginning of the program because some people misunderstood what I said the other day, and I want to just kind of clear this up. I Never. said, yeah, right. I said what I said was it it may not do any good to boycott these places because of the amount of money that the stockholders have or, or the shareholders have. Uh, these shareholders, these um, BlackRock and some of the other people have empty pockets. I mean, or not empty pockets, endless pockets there with money. Uh, that they can provide money to these companies that lose, you know, millions of dollars. And so what I was saying was even though we protest, uh, we may be doing it in vain is what, you know, I really was shooting at there. Not saying do not protest against these companies. If you feel led to do that, you absolutely should do that because uh, that is your right not only as an American, but as a Christian you should be standing up for, um, you know, what's right and, and our moral values as Christians, too. So I was not trying to tell anybody not to do that or uh, influence people not to stand up against it. So just so you understand, that's what I was saying, is although we can boycott, uh, maybe at the end of the day our boycotts won't mean as much, but, hey, we've got companies that are turning around and saying we're not going to do this anymore because there's so many people crying out against it and boycotting. So that's a good thing. Well, I think... Um you know, it was extremely clear to me. I knew exactly what you were saying. But um, if some, if you feel led to boycott something, boycott it. Right. Absolutely. But today is D-Day. Yes, it is. Which we want to highlight. Yeah. And uh, you're pretty fed up with this LGBTQ Pride Month stuff. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say about D-Day? Well, you know, I mean, so this is the 78th uh, anniversary of D-Day. And it was a huge, uh, huge thing. It's when the Allied forces stormed the beaches of Normandy. And so... I know that we've seen, you know, history about it because I I remember this was one of the major things in our world history class when I was in high school and we learned about it. It's been in movies. They've done movies about it. Uh, It's it's just one of those pivotal points in history where good versus evil and good won out. Uh, You know, that ultimately led to the defeat of Germany's Third Reich. And so brave uh, men stormed those beaches and, you know, they get one day which is Memorial Day when we remember 
uh, the people that have bled and died for this country. Uh, but, you know, they want to give Pride Month an entire month to celebrate, you know, people coming out or people transgendering or whatever they're celebrating. But things like this are really important because not only is that an important day, Vince, I mean, that that's important to Bible prophecy, and I don't think too many people understand, but the fall of the Third Reich is what started the separation of the two Germanys where we had the Berlin Wall. And as most people that follow our program understand, that that is uh, in Revelation 13 when it talks about John seeing one of the beasts that had received a fatal wound come back to life and the whole world wondered after the beast. That's Germany, the uh, reunification of Germany when the Berlin Wall came down. And now we see the EU stronger than ever. We see Germany stronger than ever. And so we're watching um, this prophecy be fulfilled in the last days here. And so that's a major thing because that was the defeat of the Nazi Germany that... uh, you know, those guys were terrorizing the Jewish com- community for sure, but not just the Jewish community, but the entire world. Uh, we just got back from Israel not too long ago, went through the Holocaust Museum, and you see uh, the the horrors and the tragedies that happened to the Jewish people during the Third Reich. Um, it is heartbreaking and breathtaking to see all that. And one museum in particular there was the children that... Uh, it's like a house of mirrors. You go in this dark museum and uh, there's a light, a single candle that reflects and they call out the names of all the children that died. And that is, man, that is heartbreaking to sit there and listen to that. You just spend five minutes in there and it tears you up because it tells you the age of the children and, um, and their names. And it's heartbreaking. So anyway, uh, just celebrating D-Day today, the brave men that stormed those beaches and turned things around in that war. Pretty thankful for all the servicemen and women out there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This was back when there wasn't a uh, don't ask, don't tell transgender stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's when men stormed those beaches, for sure. Uh, they didn't have any identity crisis back then. Yeah. They, they knew. You uh, mentioned Israel, and this has been your, how many times have you gone? I've only been two. This oh, was my second like time to so go. many times. I, I know, right? It, it was awesome. Irvin had gone maybe hundreds of times over the years. Dave has gone maybe hundreds of times as well at this mm-hmm. point. Um, we find that you really can't get enough of going to Israel. It's right. a really a great place to travel to. Um, they love tourists, so they treat you very, very well everywhere you go there. And uh, we actually have a family that's been on... They were they. This was their second tour in a row with us, mm-hmm. in a row, and yeah. now they're going. We need to go on it again for this next upcoming tour. We <laughs> do have open spots. Uh, we're already booking for it at endtime.com/tour. We would love for you to join us in Israel. Dave and Jan will be going. Some other team members as well. So you don't want to miss it. Like I said, there's a family that's probably going to go on their third in a row because number one, Israel is awesome. But we offer a tour that's maybe a little unique compared to other tours. We're going to take you to places that Bible prophecy talks about, not only from a historical perspective. We're going to take you to places where uh, Bible prophecies that have already been fulfilled have occurred. But also, we're going to point out this is where this prophecy says is going to happen, right here in this spot. And we'll teach you a lesson from the Bible right there, standing there. Really makes everything come to life. So uh, we love going to Israel. We love for you to join us. 
We've had so many great experiences over the years, and if you would like to learn more about the upcoming tour in the fall, go to endtime.com slash tour. There's a form you can fill out there, but there's also a lot of information listed, so check that out while we have some open spots. All right, Doug, do you know what your woke score is, or <laughs> how is it termed? Yeah, I think it is woke score. Your woke score, yeah. yeah. Woke rating. Do you yeah, know what your woke I, rating is on a scale of 1 to 10? How would you rate your wokeness? I would probably be uh, at zero. Negative? <laughs> yeah, way in the negative? Probably, probably so, especially, yeah, uh, absolutely. Don't get me started. Yes, well, you, we negative. need you to get started because we're about to go into this. We're up on a break right now, but we are going to take your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. BlackRock CEO talked about forced behavior and how they're basically making the world government agenda come alive, not only where you work, but even in your own life. So stick around. You want to see this video from the BlackRock CEO. We'll be right back after this break. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again. He can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1 800 end time or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to be talking about BlackRock CEO on what he said about forced behavior. There's also ESG and DEI and all sorts of these acronyms to talk about. So you want to stick around. We're going to explain what they mean through a lens of Bible prophecy. Uh, before we do, I want to remind you that a lot of this stuff can be understood in easy terms that you and I can just how we normally talk, and we do that in our brand new series, Understanding the End Time. You can go to endtime.com slash ABC right now as a pre-order deal. You can give a donation of any amount and get the book. When you do that, just for the book alone, 
you're going to get access to the VIP video call with Dave Robbins. So all of you VIPs out there that want to participate in that video call where you can ask Dave questions about the series or anything that comes to mind, I suppose, be sure to go there. And for a donation of any amount, you're going to get the entire book, 14 different lessons about Bible prophecy, and it's going to be in a way that you and I can understand it. It's awesome content. You want to go to endtime.com slash ABC and get that today, or you can call 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. There's also an option there for the DVD series, as well as a bundle of the DVD and the book together. And when you pre-order today, you're going to get a bonus bonus items of over $350 there with that option. So go to endtime.com slash ABC and check that out today. All right, Doug, here we go. We're going to yeah. find out what our woke rating is. We're confident it's in the negative. Yeah. But I think we want to start with a PragerU video. Is that right? Yeah, just to kind of explain what ESG is. Some of the people might have missed the program last Thursday. If sure. you missed it, go back and watch it in the archives. But uh, this is a, a pretty good video. It's only a little bit of the video, but he explains how ESG compared to capitalism is working. Let's check it out. Yeah. In a free enterprise system, you can't make money without providing a social good. Capitalism is, by its very nature, conscientious. It turns out, then, that profit isn't selfish. It motivates us to contribute our talents to help others. ESG threatens this system. By denigrating profit, it lessens the incentive and the means to do good. Without profits, companies won't have the capital to provide jobs, pay investors, or fund innovation. But that's the world ESG wants you to live in, a world where profit takes second place to a preoccupation with income inequality, race and gender sensitivity, and climate alarmism. But even if you wanted to address those concerns, how would ESG help you do it? That's a fair question because there's no consensus on ESG standards. Here's a good example. Three self-proclaimed ESG watchdogs have given Tesla three completely different ratings, best, worst, and middling. In capitalism, there's a simple metric to determine success how much money you're making. Under ESG, there's no such thing. It's a judgment call. To make ESG investment strategies even more problematic, according to Meyer Statman, professor of finance at Santa Clara University, in the long run, ESG investors are likely to earn lower after-fee returns than non-ESG investors. Over a period of, say, 30 years, those fees alone could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if ESG endangers profits, offers no clear metric for success, and is a mediocre investment, why is it even a thing? Well, for two main reasons. First, ESG allows people like Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest investment company, to feel good about themselves. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for guilty billionaires. They preen in the New York Times, and the rest of us are stuck with the bill. And second, it's about control. ESG enables an enlightened elite to tell everyone else how to run their companies. Submit to ESG or you won't get that loan or that investment, whether or not it's good for your bottom line and your shareholders. That's how companies and whole economies go from woke to broke, including your 401k. So if somebody tries to sell you on environmental, social, and governance investing, hold on tight to your wallet and to your values. ESG is coming for both. So one of the main words that I always pick up on there, Vince, is control. So we're hearing, you know, that's what a lot of this is about, controlling those companies. If you 
like we talked about the other day, if you're not playing ball with the world government, if you're not uh, pushing the agendas they want you to push, then you don't receive the monies that they give you, and you'll actually be penalized. It's like a um, a social credit score, like what the communist Chinese government has. But uh, for businesses. For businesses, yeah. So it's, it's set, and this is not just local. This is a global type of situation, and we'll find that out in a minute where we talk about some other uh, companies out there. Uh, but there was a there's a great article that went along with uh, this story in the New York Post, and it talks about how what you talked about earlier this uh, credit or not credit, but this um, woke score that mm-hmm. you receive woke rating. Yeah, woke rating. Thank you. Uh, but it lists the some of the companies that are there. It talks about uh, Dylan uh, Mulvaney and how he has become like the woke it girl, and they and they and use him. And he's a male. Hey, by the way, um, we're talking about these companies that probably are connected to you in some way. You might buy from them every week or every month or every year. Your kids want shoes from their company or something like that for Christmas. So make sure you share this video and give us a heart icon. That, that helps us out a lot. Rather than do the thumbs up, give us a heart, love the video, share the video, and comment. By the way, um, are you woke? Let's hear your answer in the comment section. All right, Doug, they list Nike, Anheuser-Busch, Kate Spade. I've seen all those brands. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some in here in our building today. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, the Not the Anheuser-Busch one, by the way. Nike I've seen. Right. My my glasses that I wear, you know, sometimes when I have to wear my glasses. Kate they're, Spade? They're or? Nike glasses. Oh. So, you know, I and growing up, Nike was the thing to have. You know, I mean, back in the 80s when I grew up, the Nike high top, that was the shoe everybody wore. And so, you know, I mean, it, it's it's crazy because we talked about my love for Harley's the other day, and Harley's even participating in this. But the the thing is that that article goes on to say how they receive some of their money. Well, guess who's involved in paying some of this? Can't even imagine. <laughs> the George Soros Open Society Foundation. Surprise, surprise. How about that? So we talked about the social credit score, Doug, which mm-hmm. is for individuals in China, as I understand it. Right. This is for companies. Mm-hmm. So when I start thinking about that, I start going, okay, how does that impact me? Right. Because there's a lot of things that happen that (laughs) I don't realize impact me, but ultimately they do. Right. So if I work for Nike and Nike is required to to fall into line with this stuff, Mm -hmm. they're going to say things like, okay, you have to put your pronouns in your email signature. Right. You have to do that if you're going to work here. Or you might not get your quarterly bonus or however they will do it. Right. And that's how they enforce this. We're going to get into this video a little bit later, but forced behaviors is what the CEO of BlackRock called it. And right. I think we all know BlackRock's name now. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're over dozens, I don't even know how to say it properly, dozens of trillions of dollars yeah. um, of money. So they're controlling a lot of different things, which ultimately will come down to people like me and you. Yeah, and, and not only that, they're tied in with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. And so when all these things begin to point back to the same entity, uh, you know what it's about. And I, I think the PragerU video tells us perfectly it's about control. So, I, you know, I did put those woke ratings in there. Uh, I was going to see. I would love it. to get into this. Okay, let's go with it. You all go. Right. Woke rating. Where's this from, Doug? Is this from this article? Yeah, this is from this New York Post article. Yeah, Inside the Woke Scoring System Guiding American Companies. So your woke rating, you have a 100-point CEI, another acronym, Doug. Yeah. Corporate Equality Index. This is, you have a 100-point score system that happens. 
uh, on the company's inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. So number one is workforce protections. You can get a possible five points. I love it when there's scores like this because I start freaking out. Well, you're a numbers guy. Again. Yeah. No, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't like testing like this. Uh, no discrimination for employment for sexual orientation or gender identity. This is why the whole pronouns and the signature thing. Absolutely. We'll just start there. You put he, him, or they, them, or Z, zer, or hmm. on and on we can go. Yeah. Um, and so workforce protections, things like that. Um, does that include going to the bathroom? If, if I identify as a female today, I was born a male, I can go into the female bathroom because I'm protected, right? Workforce protection? Yeah, I would imagine that's it's only what worth that five means. points. Yeah, apparently, uh, <laughs> inclusive benefits criteria here includes providing health care for same-sex couples. Inclusive yeah. benefits—that's a total of fifty point possible for that. Yeah, so that's kind of a big deal. I mean, you know, when well, never mind. <laughs> Go on, <Doug. laughs> no, I mean it's just that, that's a big deal. So fifty points—they give it fifty points. That's a big deal for them. They want everybody to be able to have the same health care coverage, whether they're a, a traditional married couple or this same-sex uh, couple. So. Right. That's it's the most points you can get. Actually, that's yeah. the category where you can get the most points. Yeah. A uh, twenty-five point possible for supporting an inclusive culture, including gender-neutral dress codes. And trans-inclusive restroom facilities policy. What would you do, Doug, if one of our male employees here showed up in a dress? Um, after I stopped laughing, I would probably uh, we'd have all to the have, men here are pretty manly. We'd have to have a serious talk. I mean, you know, if if like let's just take Dave for instance. If he, oh, you're going to do this to Dave? Dave is like one of the most manly men that work here. He is so, a very manly man. So if you. If Dave came He's in probably with dress, gagging just the <laughs> fact that you brought his name up in this conversation. <laughs> he probably is, but he'd probably do the same thing to me. He's hey, called me a bulldog before. So uh, anyway, yes, it would be a, a serious problem for us here. And, you know. Dave's it, watching, by the way. I know. He probably is watching, and he's probably he mad. Commented, Don't be mad at me, Dave. He commented and said that, uh, that your wife had a male in the women's restroom She absolutely in New did. York. At the airport in New York, there was a guy in line to go in the restroom that... Inside was, of the restroom. Yeah. Yeah, waiting on a waiting on a stall. So they could have got like 50... Uh, is it 50 points? 25 points 25 for that. points for that. JFK one. Airport. Yeah. Corporate social... Should we move on from... Yeah, Doug please. Dave wearing a dress? Yeah, or? let's move okay. on. Uh, corporate social responsibility. 20 point possible for that. Marketing or advertising to LGBTQ plus consumers. So this is like Budweiser, MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your favorite. Um, Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. So they got companies. 20 points. So, th- so they're doing Big it deal. because they, they get this... Um, <laughs> Oh, what's that thing called where you, uh, a dopamine hit, right? Yeah. Like you log into Facebook, you got the little red notifications, you get a dopamine hit in your head, it makes you want to go back there and check again and again and again. Yeah, They're getting points for this behavior. Mm -hmm. And so not only that, but they also get more money for it. Yeah. And now to where you and I fall, number Mm -hmm. five, responsible citizenship. Points deducted if a company gives money, we could just say to organizations, no, it's, no, we wouldn't say that. Okay, let me finish. Uh, let me just read what they say. Points deducted if company gives money to organizations whose primary mission includes advocacy against LGBTQ equality, which is not defined, but could include Christian groups. Yeah. Well, 
in time as a Christian group. Mm-hmm. So let's say we Nike get automatic gave, 25 points deducted just from being a Christian group. I'm well, not sure. only that, but listen to this, Doug. Listen yeah. to this scenario. Okay. Let's say Nike were partners at end time. Yeah. And they gave us some crazy amount of money that helped us function. Say it were a million dollars a month. Yeah. Crazy amount. $100,000 a month. Whatever you want to put in there. And then they said, hey, because you guys talked about that Pride Month or because you talked about, there's a number of items they could point out that we talk about. Right. We're not going to be able to donate anymore because we're going to lose 25 points. Yeah. So we either need you to stop that or we're going to stop donating. And now we go, oh, yeah. how, if we do this, we're going to go out of business. And now we've got to comply or not feed our families. This exactly. is kind of the scenario that it's, it's painted. Yeah. And so then they control businesses and organizations and and result that that impacts anyone who works there. Yes. Because now that your thumb, the thumb comes down on you. You're not allowed to talk about this. Don't post about this on social media or you're going to lose your job. Right. Control. Control. Yeah. That's the main focus of it. Control. Yeah. And so not only that, now we're beginning to see how um, they've been planning this for quite a while. This isn't something brand new. And they said, hey, let's roll this Decades. out in uh, 2023. This is something they've been working on for a long time, Vince. And like we talked about before, BlackRock is one of the major uh, contributors here. And uh, their CEO actually is uh, is one of the people that said, this is what we are working for. We're trying to get uh, control over these companies and things like that. So there was an article written, and this article actually came out in 2018. So before we get, because I know we're coming up on our break and we probably don't have time for our video, but we can talk about this article. In 2018, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, who oversees an asset worth $8.6 trillion. Okay, I said dozens of trillions. I was wrong. Well, it, it could be dozens now because this was 2018. We're five years from there. Now, right? Doug, we talked about BlackRock like a year, year and a half ago. And yeah. got accused of being conspiracy theorists. Yeah, because of what? What was BlackRock doing? Remember? Buying up all the land. Yeah. Buying up whole neighborhoods, remember? Controlling um, Pfizer. Yeah, absolutely. Ownership in major organizations. Yes. But now, look at this video from 2016 that we're about to show. We can't show it before the break because we're right. out of time. But we're about to show you some stuff that's going to blow people's mind, I think. Yeah. So don't go anywhere before we get back to this. Sorry, Doug. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm worked up like I you know, are I know. You get worked up like I, I do sometimes. I don't know if you feel and the good energy. If, if but people see that today. That's I don't good. like government control. <laughs> right. Neither I'd one of us do. start turning into William Wallace over here. Well, there you go. And I like that phrase, and I like that statement that you just made about that. <laughs> I like that, um, I guess, that I don't need All right. BlackRock, Larry Fink, yeah. oversees $8.6 trillion. Yeah. So... They call him the face of ESG. ESG. So the the ESG is, uh, you know, that's what this whole thing is about. He wrote the uh, now infamous letter to CEOs titled A Sense of Purpose that pushed a new model of governance. See, there we go. The new world order, the new governance in line with ESG values. It says society is demanding that these companies, both public and private, serve a social purpose. To prosper over time, every company must not only deliver financial performance, but also show how it makes a positive contribution to society. Environmental, social, governance, ESG. Mm-hmm. Don't miss DEI and all the other acronyms we'll bring up after the break. you got to see this video from the BlackRock CEO, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Open lines at 877 anytime. 
symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Thank you for joining us. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be getting to your calls momentarily. First, we're talking about what the, uh, the BlackRock CEO said and how they're forcing behaviors. Doug, um, we kind of got cut off there because we're just fired up today. Yeah. The energy is so real in here. I wish everyone could. Maybe they can feel it out there. I don't know. Yeah, but we're fired so. up about this because neither of us like government control. Mm-hmm. We don't really like a lot of the things happening this month. There's there's so much going on. Yeah. And so um, we're excited to show you this stuff because, like I told Doug before the uh, in the last segment, was... You know, we've been talking about BlackRock and these type of things for a while now and sometimes get accused of being a conspiracy theorist, which, you know, I you know, I, I like a good conspiracy theory, Doug, but I sure. don't necessarily talk about it on the show. We talk about right. these things because we see it happening, and the Bible said it would happen. And so we're going, we got to tell people about what's going on. The BlackRock thing, George Soros being involved, mm-hmm. government control. The Bible talks about government control and what's going to happen. And it's so important, Doug, because it's, just before the second coming of Jesus. So mm-hmm. you need to be ready for his second coming. We want you to be ready. That's our whole motivation here. So we're wanting to convince you if you need it or strengthen your arguments if you need it that this is coming very, very soon. Now, Doug, new people and people that have been around a while that don't agree with us, they often will ask us, won't we be gone for all this? We had someone comment earlier today, isn't there going to be a taking away before this great tribulation? What do you tell people when they ask you that question? <laughs> well, I know that a lot of people teach that. And like we've always told everybody, it's not a salvation issue. But Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, 29 through 31, immediately after the tribulation of those days, it's when you would see him coming in the clouds with power and great glory. He sends his angels to gather his elect. And so he tells us about the timing. It'll be immediately after the tribulation of that day. 
of those days. doesn't mean that we know the day or hour. I know people are always like, no man knoweth the day or the hour. That's true. We will not know that specifically. But Jesus gives us signs to look for. Paul even talked about signs for us to look for. And if we are looking for those things, Paul said that we're not children of the night, but we're children of the day. So the day of the Lord will not take us like a thief in the night. Mm. So we will be raptured out at the end of the tribulation. We're very much going to be here. There's 25 verses that we've got set aside that if people want to know what those 25 scriptures are, contact us. We'll get you that. Endtime.com slash contact, fill out the form. We'll yep. help you out with that. Absolutely. Now, what what about my very popular, well-known, trusting pastor? He said just on Sunday, not mine, I'm just hypothetically. Right. Uh, he said just on Sunday that the rapture could happen right now or tonight. Right. And li- like I said... There are a lot of people that teach that. And the reason why they teach that is it's a traditional teaching that's been taught all through seminaries. Uh, But we always got to go back to the Word of God. And we always got to look at every scripture that's pertaining to that subject so that we can get a big picture of it. And that's what we try to do around here. And and that's what we do a very good job of, I believe. And that's what we've done with that subject of the rapture, which I, I hate to even use that word sometimes, Vince, because... When you use the word rapture, everybody's like, well, rapture's not even in the Bible. Well, you're right. The resurrection is a better way to say that. The resurrection of the dead and then we who are alive and left, that's where that word rapture comes from, will be changed. And so, um, you know, that the resurrection is indeed what people refer to as the rapture. And that happens at Christ's second coming. I have some mattress connections. And I jokingly say, (laughs) what if End Time made some mattresses available? Yeah. And we could, our tagline could be, sleep like the rapture's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> I think that would help a lot of that, people. You know what? That's Ma- a, great a very comfortable mattress. Yeah, the end time mattress. As long as the mattress tags are left on the mattress. Well, it better be or else I know. they're coming for you. You're, that's a negative 25 points <laughs> on your ESG score. I think it would be. Yes. All right. So we've got this video. Are we ready to go into that? Yes, I believe we are. Okay. Share the video. Share this video. Comment what you're thinking. What do you think about ESG? What do you think about all this stuff going on? Just comment BlackRock. How about that? Maybe Facebook will boost our video to the trending page. If we get 100 people that say BlackRock, maybe it'll promote it. So comment BlackRock right now. Let us know that you're watching. And then don't forget to share and love the video with the heart, not the thumbs up. Do the love option. And uh, check out what the BlackRock CEO said about controlling behavior. Watch it now. Don't agree with ESG? Well, you'll learn to like it. And people like BlackRock CEO Larry Fink will make sure of it. Listen to his comments from 2017. Watch. You have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. You know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development. ESG scores are a big boon for big-time corporations. And Mr. Fink ultimately paved the way for the woke undertaking of corporate America. Here now, Breitbart economics and finance editor John Carney. Oh, BlackRock's pretty worried about this. They are. BlackRock is actually trying to backpedal this. They're saying this is very old. This is how we were thinking of things in 2017. We don't really want to do it, but they do. This is the Chinese social credit system Mm. applied at the corporate level to America. 
corporate CEOs feel under pressure to adopt the right environmental, the right social, the right diversity, equity and inclusion policies, all because one of the biggest investors in the whole world has sent the message to them that this is what they care well, about. Well, and the characteristic here is this stuff would never pass if legislators had to vote on right. it. So corporations carry the water or the government bureaucracy does it behind the scenes through regulation. But either way, it happens to people without them ever getting a chance to raise their hand and say, hey, we don't want this. That's right. Stop it. And the people whose money BlackRock is investing also haven't said that's what they want. And that's one of the reasons BlackRock has tried more recently to walk this back, because they realized that they had gotten way out to the left of the American people and they need the American people. That's why they're the biggest asset manager, because they're running people's retirement funds. If people say, wait a minute, I don't want you pushing this far right. left agenda on America. Give me my money back. That, that will put the company in trouble. So they're trying to run away from this. They, they're also really into what he said, scorecards. So what they're doing is they're actually keeping very careful track. How well have you done in pushing an environmental agenda? How well have you done in pushing the DEI agenda? And if you don't right. have a high enough score, you could suffer in terms of what their investments could be. So corporations celebrating Pride Month in the States, but not in the Middle East, John. I want to talk to you about this. Take a look at this. Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Cisco, and more adding Pride flags to their Twitter profiles in the U.S., but their Middle East accounts, well, those haven't changed. And according to Human Rights Watch, members of the LGBTQ in the Middle East are under the most severe scrutiny by their own government. So, John, you look at this, and in the U.S., it's all over the place, but the same companies, the same so-called principles are in the Middle East, and nothing's changed. Is this a principle issue, or is this just a money thing? I'll tell you what the principle is. The principle is to kiss the butt of the regime in charge. So right now in America, BlackRock and others and all these woke corporations look at the regime in charge as the far left. When they are going to Saudi Arabia, they say, we're going to obey the sheiks. In America, they obey the wokes and they obey the sheiks in the Middle East. That's the system here. It's not even hypocrisy. It's one rule. It's obey the powerful. And that's what these people are doing. The B word on the show. I did. The B U T T word. Yeah, I did. But I more apologize. importantly, Tug. Um, well, when I hear this video, I'm astonished. Mm -hmm. If a church organization said that we are going to force behaviors, yeah, they're going to be labeled as a nutcase cult. Right, absolutely. We're going to force you to behave in certain ways? Yeah. You, they would say, get out, and they would demand that their 501c3 um, classification would be removed, and they would demand that that pastor be removed and arrested even. Yeah. It, surround the building with SWAT. <laughs> but this is this is being promoted by major organizations. Yeah, I mean, you saw some of the companies. Yeah. So I, I, it's crazy, Vince, because... It's exactly what, think about this for a second, because it all goes back. You think about Davos, and you think about when they meet there once a year, and they all the elites, all the business elites, they go there and they decide what is best for civilization. They are not elected officials. Uh, they are businessmen, and they go in there and they make these rules up, and then they enforce these rules on people. And when it comes down to the dollar, like everything always does, it comes down to the greenback dollar, 
That's where the power is. And you heard what the guy said there when he did use that word. He talked about it follows the power. Whatever the power, whoever's in power, that's who uh, they cater to. And so here they're catering to the left because they believe that's where the power is. That's where the money, that's where the influence is, this left thinking. And in the Middle East, they've got to deal with, uh, you know, the Saudis and people like that, the, the people who... I mean, let's face it, in the Middle East and a lot of those countries, homosexuality will have you beheaded. And so it's not something they're going to promote or they're going to celebrate that month. And so you can't make some of those companies do that. They would lose their contract with the big oil companies and yeah, the well, big Islamic control absolutely, companies. Yeah. Absolutely. So it all comes down to money, and who has the money has the power. So Larry Fink is the BlackRock CEO. Yeah. This may be the most important question of the whole show, Doug. Uh-oh. Is Larry Fink the Antichrist? <laughs> I knew that was coming. How did I know that? I don't know. Um, no, he's not the Antichrist. Okay. Uh, he sounds like an an- the Antichrist. You know what? He has the spirit like that. He really does. Because what he's doing, Vince, is he's moving us into that one world government. He's moving us headlong into that. Because what do we know about that? In Revelation 13, we've got a one world government beast. We have the one world false prophet that's going to push the religion and worshiping the beast. And then we have the mark of the beast, which is the one world economic system. And so that's where we're moving. If you're going to participate in that economic system, Revelation 13 tells us that eventually there will be a mark that will be established. When the Antichrist is revealed, that false prophet will cause you to worship this image of the beast. He'll cause you to bow down to the beast. He'll cause you to take the mark of the beast. And without that, you can't buy, sell, or trade. Same thing that they're talking about doing here. Now, can we clarify that? You said cause you. So is this going to be forced behavior? Is that what the Antichrist is going to do? Forced behavior? Or are you going to willingly do this? Well, you know, they would like to force that on everybody. But they, the Bible says that people will be able to uh, to refuse the mark and refuse to worship the beast. And it says that people will be killed. People will be put in prison because of the fact that they refuse to do this. Those, they're going to try to do it, but they'll try to do it through sanctions. But it'll be individual sanctions. So like with the vaccine, uh, the COVID vaccine. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. our U.S. government said, if you're going to work here, you've got to get this vaccine. Yeah, and then they pulled that out several years later, saying no, no longer is it required. Right. And there's a bunch of people who got it because they were forced to to work there mm-hmm. that are now upset because they didn't want to get it. Is that how the market is? Like organizations might push it, or governments might push it for their employees. But as an individual, I can decline it. It just might be very uncomfortable. Right. And I might lose my job. It, yeah, I mean, it, that could happen. And, and the thing is, we don't know all the details there are to know about the mark of the beast because the Bible isn't very specific in what it's going to be specifically. It says it's going to be the number of a man's name. Mm. Uh, and so we know that much about it, but we don't know how it will be implemented. We don't even know if it'll be something that they inject under the skin or if it's something they put on your skin or what it is at this point. But the thing about it is we know that it's coming and we know that it's going to be a global economic system. And to be able to buy, sell, and trade during that time, you're going to have to participate in that. So will there be other ways to participate in things? Maybe the barter system. Maybe you can deal with gold and things like that. We don't know that for sure. That's why we don't give people a whole lot of information on that because we don't want to give them the wrong advice. Why couldn't this have happened 200 years ago? Or could it have happened 200 years ago? We don't have time to get into it, so could it have? Yes or no? No. All right, I guess we'll have to explain that after the break. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Open lines at 877 time. We'll get to your calls on the other side of the break as well. We'll be right back. 
I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to be getting to the phone. So uh, with those open lines, if you've ever wanted to be on the show, now's a perfect time to do it. Call right now, and more than likely you will get on, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we get to the phones, I want to remind you again about understanding the end time. It's available for pre-order, yes, but if you want to stream it right now and not wait on it to be shipped, you can do that by going to endtime.com slash new. I believe we have seven or eight episodes up. There's 14 in total. So if you go there right now and you're already a subscriber, it's free to you. And if you're not, you can do a free trial starting today, endtime.com slash new, and begin streaming Understanding the End Time, our brand new series where Dave Robbins makes Bible prophecy plain and easy to understand for anybody. We incorporate clips from Irvin Baxter it's really a great series, so you need to go watch that today, endtime.com slash new one more time. All right, let's get to our phones, Doug, if we're ready. Um, we're going to start in Missouri. Paul's watching there. Paul, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Paul. Hey, uh, I just want to tell you guys, thank you first and foremost, you know, what you guys are doing, great work. Uh, but my question today is, um, is, as a Christian man, how do we... How do we push back against what's going on in the world, you know, the letters community and, uh, you know, just everything that's going on? How, how do we push back but still be Christian gentlemen but still have a strong impact on, you know, our communities and our country? You know, you know, it, some of these things really bother me. They frustrate me. You know, I, I have a 10-year-old boy, you know. You know, we read the Bible every day, so he's getting the Word of God in him. But, you know, a lot of these other kids aren't, you know. And so what's the most impactful way that we can reach out to our communities, our country, without being being hateful? You know, because we don't want to be that. We don't want to be hateful in that way. We want to, you know, we want to be pleasing to God. but also, we want to be impactful, too, you know? Right. Well, you know what? I'm going to let Vince kind of take that because he's, he's in the same boat with you raising kids right now. Mine's raised, and i got grandbabies, and I've, I've got an opinion, but I know Vince has got a great fatherly, Christian fatherly opinion, so I'm going to let him share that. I was hoping you would because uh, I get worked up about this, as I you know. I know you do. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here thinking as you're talking, uh, Paul, that... 
um, as Christian men, you know, we're called to lead and we are called to be light in darkness. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that we, you know, I jokingly said I feel like William Wallace. That doesn't necessarily mean that we go out like some warrior, but, you know, I am supposed to be light in darkness. I'm supposed to reflect true love. Sometimes love says things that can hurt. Sometimes people call it tough love. I don't believe in tough love. I just believe in love. And that means I'm going to tell you the truth sometimes. So, you know, I have family members that would probably be classified in the LGBTQ community. I have friends or, or um, I am friends with them. I don't have a close relationship, acquaintances, I guess you would say, that are part of the LGBTQ community. Um, and I love them and I want to see them saved. And so I keep being who God's called me to be. You know, my number one priority outside of my relationship with the Lord is my relationship with my wife. And then second is my kids. And then it goes down from there. And so I'm taking care of what God's put in my circle of influence. And I'm trying to be light as best as I can. I'm trying to show love as best as I can. Sometimes that means, you know, if someone that's very, you know, doesn't necessarily look like me or act like me, they need help, I might help them. And somebody might say, why in the world would you help someone like that? I'm going... Because, you know, Jesus told this story about uh, the Good Samaritan, and he, and he really, like, hammered away about loving people that are hurting. And so I'm just trying to be like Jesus as best as I can. I don't have all the answers on how to do that properly in every community. But I know for me, you know, I'm just trying to be the man that God's called me to be, love people the way that I believe true men are supposed to love. You know, it's not about being this calloused, unapproachable figure but i'm you know i try to be loving and gentle and approachable and all that so i'm doing that and in the process there are people who are homosexuals uh, there are people who are um, transvestite that i have met and i i treat them with love and when the conversations are appropriate i do talk to them about what the truth is Um, but you know initial meetings and and stuff i'm not just scouring at them and you know, spitting at them or anything like that. I try to treat them with love. And I don't know if there's some mass way to impact our local communities. I'm not sure that's possible. So my approach has been to be who God's called me to be. Let my light shine in all the darkness that surrounds me. And I'm there for people when they need me. So it, that may yeah. not be the perfect you know, answer, but yeah, that's I, the best I I've agree. got. I, I agree with you. I God agree with too. There's a big thunderclap. Um, but... I feel like I feel like sometimes as Christians, we we kind of tower down to these people, mm-hmm. and and they they really got an impact on the country. And it seems like over the last you know probably ten years or so, it's really been you know they they really took a stronghold on the country on TV on I mean which we don't watch a whole lot of TV, but still it's it, it's on every platform. But, Kids are going to see it. It's in schools. It's in everything. I feel like sometimes as Christians, we don't say enough or do enough. And so that's, you know, that was kind of why I asked the question today. And um, for me, sometimes I I guess I can be a little bullheaded about it because I'll just say, you know, I'll just tell them, you know what, if you want to believe a lie, it's your choice. The Bible, this is what the Bible says. The Bible's, you know, and then, you know, so a lot of times they'll say, well, the Bible was written by man. No, it was inspired by God. Right. And But it, it seems like there's never a winning cause 
when it comes to these 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 people. They just it just seems like they're too far gone, and they I don't know. Well, that could be know. true, it, Paul. You know, the world is going to be the world, yeah. and <clears throat> I'm going to do my best to shine light. But if if they aren't interested in light, whether they are part of the LGBT community or whether they are thieves or no matter where they fall in that category of darkness, if they don't want light, I mean, I'm going to love them anyway, but I don't get caught up in trying to force it on them because they just aren't going to receive it. So, you know, I think think too, Vince, that we we can protest these things by not spending our money in some of these places. You know, I mean, sometimes you're just going to have to do what you have to do for necessity. I mean, but these major companies, especially Target, let's talk about Target for a second, because they've gone above and beyond pushing this. Even hiring a, a Satanist, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. You're you're absolutely right, but that's what a way that we can fight back against. What we can push back against. So we're not going to spend our money there. We're not going to do those things. But what we can do is start supporting Christian uh, companies that are that are not part of this. That uh, you know the mom and pop places that still believe in Bible values. I, I come from a small town. You may too. Uh, and yeah. and you can go to restaurants that are owned by families, and these families are good Christian families, and go and spend your money there when you want to take your family out. You know, we always had, we, we called Chick-fil-A, uh, you God's know, chicken. God's chicken, you know, but Chick-fil-A is even part of this because of this, yeah, uh, you know, and, and so that, that hurts me too. That breaks my heart <laughs> that they're part of it because I love Chick-fil-A. And, uh, you know, I mean, but the thing is, is we've got to to choose how we're going to do this in a Christian way, like you were saying, like Vince is saying. The best defense is is what you're doing right now. You're at home. You're teaching your your son the Bible. You're reading Scripture with him. Pray with him every day. Teach him right and wrong according to God's word, and and let him navigate through this because they're trying to get in our schools. They're trying to get in our the cartoons our kids watch. Everything that is geared toward our kid. That's what they want to get to is these young minds so they can shape them and mold them into who they want them to be for the future. And so that's how we can fight back. Uh, and and pray, you know. I mean, prayer is one of the weapons that we need to begin to use, and that seems to be so hard for people right now. Is to spend time with God in prayer. If we would just do that, we would see things change. God tells us in His Word that if we repent and call on His name, He'll hear our prayers and He'll turn and He'll heal our land. So that's the kind of Christians we need to be right now. We need to be have a repentant heart. We need to love everybody, but we need to make sure we're forgiving people too. And we're seeking right. God's face and we're praying and asking God to heal this land because only He can do it. Thanks for your call, Paul. We appreciate it very much. Doug, we're going to get to another call, but before we do, um, you know, I will pour into people. Mm-hmm. When I say, God, it's your job to give the increase. Right. Like, that's on you. Like, that's what your word says. So yeah. I'm going to do what I know that you've called that's me to do. Right. And I'm going to trust in you to give the increase. Absolutely. And to grow people and to disciple them. I'm going to do my best and let you do the rest. And Amen. I'm relying on you, Lord. That's right. Because <laughs> you know? he's, so, he's the one that's going to take care of all that's this. That's the best that I can do. That's right. All right. We're going to go to Texas now. Matt is in Texas watching there. Matt, welcome to the In Time Show. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, the the what I see the most um, the most alarming about all this gay stuff and transgender stuff is these people are taking over our military. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is the commander in chief, and he's they're filling up the military with these people that 
that are uh, hostile towards Christianity. So what do you think the end's going to be? Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it's... Uh, I don't want anybody on hormone blockers guarding our border. I'll just tell you I that. I sure don't stuff. either. I mean, I don't want anybody doing that that... I mean, first of all, I mean, I could go in a whole lot of directions right there about why I would not want that to happen. But we, we have to have a strong military in order to protect this country. And... Uh, you know, people would argue, well, LGBT people can be strong, too. Well, you know, maybe they can. But the thing is, is if you're if you don't know if you're a man or a woman and I'm giving you a, an AR and saying, go out there and fight the enemy, then how do I know that you're even going to know what to do? I mean, well, and of course, Doug, it's important, I guess, to note that not all people that are LGBTQ plus are on hormone blockers or are uh, transsexual. There's homosexuals yeah. that aren't part of that other uh, the other letters in that group right. but still um, you know we see this line of thinking in mm-hmm. military form and that you know we've we've seen some declines and we've seen all sorts of crazy things happening and right. we know what's coming yeah and so you know I, I don't know what the proper response to that is Doug well, I mean, bottom line, it goes back to what we were talking about before, is God is in control of this situation. And even though we see our military, you know, filling up with uh, people that we would prefer not to represent our country in the military, there's not a lot that we can do about that situation. And there's been homosexuals in the military throughout time. I mean, people just didn't let people know they were homosexual, I'm sure. And so, uh, you know, I'm not saying that they can't go and, and fight for this nation, but I am saying that it makes us look like a laughingstock when you've got Vladimir Putin over there pointing out the fact that America has a bunch of homosexuals in their military and how strong could we be, and we're the laughingstock of the world. Well, we can't be strong and, and be a nation that's going to stand up for what's right in this nation if we don't even know what's right in this nation. And your comments are on the physical. Uh, uh, Matt, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. We're out of time here. We're put up against the end of the show, but um, thanks so much for your call. Um, you know, your comment, Doug, is about, I think we need to clearly d- make a distinction there. Your comment is about our physical presence. Right. You're not saying that we can't spiritually Right. operate on a higher level when that's going on. I know yeah, that. Yeah. Make sure everyone out there understands yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up. So with uh, <laughs> not throwing you under the bus, look right. at that. No, no, you're um, protecting me. How about that? Can you that? believe it, Tina? <laughs> uh, D- Tina is Doug's wife. Um, so, Doug, we've got a minute left, a little less than a minute now. I hear the music coming on. How do we wrap today's show up? What do we tell folks to encourage them and to help them keep going? Well, you know, bottom line, Vince, is we, we are seeing this world control come in where they're wanting to control every aspect of our life. But it's also one of those things that we can look at. We can begin to teach people to understand Bible prophecy, to see where these things are going and the hope that is there in Jesus Christ. And so hopefully we can take these things, show people it's coming, but also lead them to the Lord. Amen. All right, don't forget to go to endtime.com slash ABC. Pre-order Understanding the End Time today with Dave Robbins. Incorporating clips from Irvin Baxter is definitely something that you want to own. Get the DVDs again, endtime.com slash ABC. Or you can get the book for a donation of any amount, that same URL, or by calling 800-END-TIME. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.